0: How far would you go to get out of debt to your friends? Giza has a morbid way out involving her famous cupcakes. Watch this new musical live from Buenos Aires on September 8th. Presented with English subtitles only on BroadwayHD.com. Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Nurtured Heart Approach September podcast. We are doing a pre-record of our podcast on this lovely Sunday afternoon. Today's podcast is about the Nurtured Heart Approach and special education in
2: classrooms.
1: I'm Stephanie Rule, a certified Nurtured Heart Approach advanced trainer, teaching, training, and coaching NHA since 2009 to parents, teachers, and mental health professionals in the local community of the Roseville, Sacramento area. I work for the Children's Success Foundation as a STAR program coordinator, and I am also a wife and a parent of two children, ages four and seven, and we live in a nurtured heart household. I will be your co-host for the day, and I'm very happy to announce Veronica Coates as my partner in hosting for the day. She will be filling in for Howard Glasser this month. Veronica is a special education local planning area, or SELPA, director for a rural rural county in Northern California, and feels inspired and humbled to serve in a leadership position for students with special needs. Within this dynamic role, she coordinates special education services for 14 school districts, manages and allocates special education funding, and works at the state level advocating for policies that positively impact students with disabilities. Prior to being a SELPA director, she held leadership positions as a special education coordinator for a small district and a special education program specialist for school-based mental health programs. Her origin in special, in education is a school psychologist and her goal was always to make a difference with at-risk children and youth. Veronica is passionate about serving at-risk students and making the IEP process safe and positive for parents from the paperwork to the implementation. She has utilized the Nurtured Heart approach since 2008 in every aspect of her personal and professional life. She has been an advanced trainer since 2013 and recently served as a peer leader at the Nurtured Heart Certification Training Intensive, or CTI, in Austin, Texas. She sees an exponential impact the Nurtured Heart approach has on children through coaching, training, and working with adults on honing their skills in the approach. Veronica is the proud mother of one son, Holden, and most of her free time is spent on the pool deck and traveling to her son's swim meet. She lives in Chico, California with Holden and her husband, Jesse. Good afternoon, Veronica. We're so lucky to have you co-hosting the podcast this month. That sounds good listening to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is interesting to hear it from a different perspective, isn't it? Rather than writing it out. Yeah. Well, we're so happy you're here, and I'm I'm just really delighted to be able to share some space with you in your world of special education and all the knowledge and experience that you have with it.
2: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah. Since we have listeners who are new to Nurtured Heart, um, we do like to give them a quick thirty-second thumbnail of what Nurtured Heart the Nurtured Heart approach is before we dive into the discussion. And usually, this is Howie's piece. And <laughs> um, so normally, I ask him to do that. Um, and he always, every time, I look forward to it because every time it's something different. His little thirty-second right. <laughs> thumbnail sounds different, right? Um, And I love that because there really truly are so many different ways to explain or encapsulate what the Nurtured Heart Approach is in that 30-second time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I like to say is that the Nurtured Heart Approach is an, an approach or a methodology that focuses on building and strengthening relationships in our lives. It's all about building inner wealth, not only in children, but also in adults. So that we are all able to put our best selves out there in the world. Um, Veronica, do you have anything um, you'd like to add to that?
2: Um, yeah, I, I would like that you honed in on the adults, um, especially for the talk that we're having today in regards to special education, because it's usually focused on one, one child and a lot of adults. Trying to help that child. So, the approach in a thumbnail for for that specific subject, I think, is that it flips the script of um, special education going from a deficit model to a strengths based model, focusing on all of the things the child is doing well and also um, supporting the adults and what they're doing well to support the child from, you know, the little things all to, all the way to those big successes. But it doesn't have to be always the big successes. But what are the little things that everyone's doing to make that difference for the child and the adult in the child's world?
1: Absolutely. I love that how you said flipping it from being a deficit-based to a strength-based. That really just rings so true in the special education environment. Um, So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Okay, so I think that we should go ahead and introduce our guest speakers for this great topic of NHA Mm. in the special education classroom. Yeah. Our first guest is Dana Kosowski. Dana is a certified advanced nurtured heart approach trainer in her 13th year as a special education teacher in Wahpeton, North Dakota. Yes. She currently teaches students who receive special education services under the area of emotional disturbance. Building inner wealth in her students has become the focus of her classroom. Dana and her husband are raising their three children using NHA. In addition, she teaches NHA classes within her community and is the owner of Greatness Unleashed Consulting. Welcome, Dana.
3: Hello. I'm Hello. honored to be here with you ladies.
1: Oh, we're so glad to have you here and really looking forward to hearing some of your knowledge and experience in using an HA in a special education environment, specifically in the emotionally disturbed
0: mm-hmm. disturbance classrooms.
1: Yes. yes.
0: Um,
1: so before we dive into hearing from you, Dana, I I do want to introduce our other guests um, and then we'll come back to hear some more from you.
0: Sure.
1: So our second guest is Paula Riders. Um, Paula is the mother to seven children, five who were born to her and two who were born in her heart. She has eight grandchildren, and her work, her passion, is special education. Currently, she is teaching in a primary special day class, which is also a Nurtured Heart Approach-focused classroom. Uh, Becoming an NHA-certified trainer has been a beautiful journey of transformation for Paula. Paula, welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you on this podcast
0: with us. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here.
1: Yay. Okay. So I really do want to be sure that we honor this very important topic of nurtured heart in the special education classroom by creating a great space for the three of you ladies to be able to express your expertise and your experiences in this environment And I know that we have a ton of listeners who either work in a special education environment or are parents of a child in a special education classroom who are probably very hungry to hear all about how NHA looks in these classrooms and the successes that can be had using NHA in these classrooms as well. So I would love to hear from you both, Paula and Dana. Um, And maybe you could begin by sharing a little bit about how different your life is since NHA has become an integral part of it, as well as how different your classroom looks. Which one of you would love to join me
0: to start a discussion? I I can start. Um, The biggest biggest change in my classroom has been that we've gone from the negativity of here's your red card, here's your unhappy face for the day, to celebrating all of the wonderful things that they are doing is kind of flipping that energy upside down, like Veronica said, um, mm-hmm. really focusing on um, what's going right. We, I happen to have a greatness board in my classroom, and each child has their own little avatar. And we have all the wonderful primal nutrition words on there and they, that we put on there that we handed them and let them put on there. And it's really made a huge difference. The, mm. the calmness that's happened by taking out those negative um, reports has been just mm. absolutely transform- transforming.
1: Mm. I like the calm, like what, how you said that the calmness mm. that's happened, the transformation has shown a lot of calmness in your classroom. and It, it
0: gosh, is. And like- they're really drinking it in. And we're, we started um, recognizing uh, them and then I have some, couple of students who were able to, they started recognizing, automatically recognizing mm-hmm. all their teachers and their, and their peers in the classroom. It was amazing to watch little bitty children recognize the birthday in each
1: other. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful.
0: Now, what grade
1: levels are you working with in your classroom?
0: I have TK to second. So I have TK four to second. seven-year-olds. Okay. Yeah. Wow.
2: And really
1: amazing. Yeah, I was. Just, that's exactly what I was going to speak to. Is how amazing it is how, that they understand it on such a primal level, mm-hmm. and how it can transform them to that calmness that you spoke of, and being able to recognize greatness in their
0: peers. Absolutely. That's when you, when you have a five-year-old, when you have a five-year-old come in, and you try to nurture them and recognize what's great and they already say no that's not me I'm bad you know it's it's bad so to to watch them um, get it and watch them um, learn to love themselves is Mm -hmm. amazing absolutely wow
1: so um, how about how it's transformed your own life
0: um my, my very first CTI, the very first night, it really hit me that, oh, my gosh, I wish I would have had this with my very intense child who was 21 at the time. And from, the, from that very first day of CTI on, it has transformed our relationship. We are calm and loving towards each other that we had a hard time doing that before. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I practiced that. We practice NHA with each other and I it just it becomes very part of you. It just because mm-hmm. in one of my parents said said to me the other day, my paraeducators, um, NHA is a heart thing. And it's true, it's a heart thing. It's not coming from your head, it's coming
2: from your heart. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank so you. So you've seen sharing it transform that. people from ages four or five all the way up into adulthood, Paula. I think that's really an important part of this—that it, it transforms not just your classroom, but your staff, and all the way—you know—it flows into your home. You haven't absolutely. just made this like a behavioral program that you do in your classroom.
0: No, mm-hmm. absolutely, and and it's amazing to watch um, adults in your life or in the workplace when you start nurturing them and right. finding all the all the good things that they're doing. They just blossom. It's like, wow, I I can do this. I can not do this.
1: Right. So, Dana, I'd love to hear from you as well. How has um, the Nurtured Heart approach affected your life and changed your classroom?
3: Oh, in every way. Um, you know, for me... Um, you know, when it became something that I wasn't doing, it was something that I was, um, you know, it really has just changed my whole focus in my life. I used to go home after, you know, maybe a tricky day and just think about all the things, all the tricky moments, all the difficult moments and worry about what was going to happen that next day. Now, you know, I go home and I appreciate all the things that went right that day or all the things that um, could have happened that didn't, all the progress that I was seeing. And I also often reset to gratitude, um, you know, who are people that helped me throughout the day or, you know, which kids stepped in and were able to, you know, um, do something that they hadn't done before. Just really um, focusing on what went right has been important for me in my personal life now. Um, for my kids and my students, um, I see them being able to recognize and give evidence of their qualities of greatness in themselves and others. Just like Paul was talking about, it's amazing how quickly they are able to, to really tune into that and, um, some had a really hard time accepting those recognitions at the beginning, um, and now I see them really being able to accept them um, and sometimes asking for them almost if I, if I sometimes forget. So they're really reminding me mm-hmm. to stay in that moment. Um, they always know that even after a tricky moment that I will always welcome them back. I think that's important for them to have that feeling of safety within our room. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I like I like how you said that the welcoming them back from resetting, um, how that creates a sense of safety in the classroom. Yes, that really resonates with it,
2: me. Me too. It's, it, it allows for mistakes to be ha- happening and right. not yeah. that it's okay to make a mistake. It's it's really the the piece about welcoming back also teaching them forgiveness, forgiveness of self, mm-hmm. forgiveness of others. and I, I love that, that it creates safety. Yep. Perfection mm-hmm. is not, not required. your population, Dana, you're working with students that have emotional, um, you know, emotional issues that are preventing them from, from learning.
1: Right. Now, what grade levels are you working with, Dana? Uh,
2: grades one through five.
1: One through five, Okay.
3: And I have okay. any, you know, some students that are um, primarily in the general education classroom that come out for social skills, and I have some students that are primarily mm-hmm. within the resource room during the day. So, quite a range. Mm-hmm. So, can you guys
1: speak a little bit more? I know you've already, all, we've already talked a little bit about this, but I'd love to hear more about how your use of NHA impacts your students in your classroom. What does it look like in there?
0: Well uh, if I could go ahead um one sure. of the one of the um my new students um, was very affected um with his autism and a lot of screaming um and and um really disturbing the other children and so it was just it be- worked beautifully within two days of um Engaging with him when he wasn't screaming immediately, and then mm-hmm. you know, not giving, not giving him us when he was screaming, mm-hmm. um, it worked beautifully. Like two days gone, and and he doesn't have the need to scream anymore. It, he's got mm-hmm. us. You know, we are the we are the, the the best. We're what kids want. You know, they want mm-hmm. our attention. They seek us out, and um, it's just. So many times that I I see this, you know, I see that blossoming in them that they don't need to do those things, you know. Um, they don't need to get our attention. They have it. Mm-hmm. They don't need to get our right. attention with the screaming or throwing chairs or whatever have you. Um, they get our attention when, uh, you know, when when they're in the game. They're They're there are present we're present with them instead of mm-hmm. only showing up for the negative mm-hmm. only showing up when something when things aren't going right. Um, right and and it again it's that you know most classrooms I've been in are upside down like Veronica was that upside down energy of um it takes all this um you know screaming and yelling to get someone's attention
2: and mm-hmm. it's
0: as they stop, no one no one's even talking to them. Mm-hmm. So I think by, by just reversing that it makes uh, it makes all the difference and you know for me I really want my I want the kids to feel it in their heart. I, you know I want them to um, to be um, intrinsic and not just something that not some kind of consequence that someone's you know giving them I, I want them to really feel it.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's important, Paula, what you mentioned. It's it's... Um, giving them more the power of how to Mm -hmm. do this for themselves because your and Dana's classrooms are safe havens. They're they're awesome. They're what they need. But we also want to get them back into general education. So it's how do we empower them? And I kind of hate that word sometimes, empower, but it it really – it really resonates for this mm-hmm. concept for kids. How do we empower Absolutely. them to be their own inner wealth um, cheerleaders? So when they go back to those classrooms that don't have the Danas and the Paulas, how do they get through the day? Because um, that's mm-hmm. truly what inner wealth is. It shouldn't be one person mm-hmm. giving them this. It should be Absolutely. giving them the tools and the skills to be able to utilize that in their everyday Absolutely. lives. I think that's the power of nurtured hearts. Absolutely.
3: I feel like NHA goes so well with, like, the teaching of self-regulation skills. Um, Just as, you know, if a student is having a tricky time, you can use those recognitions to say, you know, I see you took a deep breath or I hear your voice Mm -hmm. getting quieter and just kind of talk them through that process. And I always feel like um, processing after a situation is always kind of upside down energy. Let's talk about everything that went wrong. Well, that doesn't really seem to help the situation. So now what we talk about is, well, what they did well, you know, what what um, greatness did they showed during that moment because there's always greatness to be found even in those tricky moments and then that's what we focus on is what they did well so that they can take those pieces mm-hmm. for the future and
0: sometimes in my class with the little really young children it's just it's as um, you know our first step may be I see that you're you're walking away from that chair that you you know I see you're walking towards the line you know just Calling out what you see is a lot of times the the place I have to start with them mm-hmm. and um, before we can get to anything else and um, and that works very well to just recognize what they are doing right, even if it's one little thing mm-hmm. just one little step, one little baby step towards mm-hmm. um, doing what you you know doing what you were asked to do right. and um, and giving you know giving choices. I think sometimes we forget to give our students choices and we all like choices. <laughs> so you know, in um in my classroom I try to give choices whenever possible. I think it makes a huge difference.
2: Absolutely. Could I ask a question? Of For course. <laughs> So much of your work in your classroom. But special education special education teachers also have the extra duty of managing the complex IEP. And it, so much of your work is outside of the classroom with grief-stricken parents who have children with disabilities, and also all the systematic issues that come along with special education. And as I said in the opening, I feel like it, the system itself, whether it's in California or North Dakota or Washington, D.C., seems to have been based on a deficit model. You know, there's like a thousand places on the IEP that we can say something negative about a child. So I am always interested to hear how Nurtured Heart trained special education teachers Flip that script, like I said, in the IEP? How do you support your, your child, even though they're not sitting in that meeting with you? You have your parents, your administrator, the general ed teachers, all of those people who are always there, you know, just they're just primed and ready to be talking about what's going wrong. How do you, how do you um, use the approach with those adults and, and in that setting? Well, I always start my
3: meetings with what's going right, what successes are we seeing? Um, and I think the parents especially need to be recognized for all that they're doing for their child. And that's an important way to build that relationship right from the beginning. Um, And the classroom teachers as well. Yeah. I love that. And that's
0: exactly Mm -hmm. what I do is, is, you know, recognize the parents, uh, recognize the student, if the student is present and um, talk about all the things that are, that are going, going well. And, um, and I think you know, and the way we word, the way we write the the present levels, and the way we write yes. the strengths, all those things are so important. And you can always frame it in a in a better light, even if there is a concern. Um, I I think we just have to be very aware of how we're writing them. And I think I think it. I think I know my IEP writing has changed since mm. um, becoming a trainer, since. You know, becoming so um, becoming familiar with NHA. Um, even I just barely had heard about it.
3: You know. I think along with that my behavior plans have really become aligned with Nurse's heart. I mean really they all focus on the three stamps. That is my behavior plans now is let's not let's refuse to energize the negative or the yeah, refuse to energize the negative and we're always focusing on the positive and there's a lot of clarity and it mm-hmm. becomes easy then for the people that are implementing those plans because they know exactly what to expect for mm-hmm. each kid. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: I love that Cl- you use the three stands as your behavior plan. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: fantastic. Awesome. That is wow. awesome.
3: And I think clarity, well, is—it's it, is it's perfect for that.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Clarity is clarity is so important, you know. Um, we have a lot of rules in my classroom um, that the children help me come up with, and um, we just see it as, you know, more opportunities for success. And they like it clear. They don't do well when it's wishy-washy. Um, call out what we, what each, what each rule, what it sounds like, what it looks like, and talk about it. Even when, even with children as young as uh, students as young as mine. Mm.
1: Could you give us an example of some of your clear rules?
0: Um, no throwing rocks. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a big one because we have all this lovely gravel and uh, out on the playground. And um, so we talk about it. Uh, we have uh, – I use a lot of uh, icons and a lot of pictures, and we pass them around, talk about them, and talk about how not great it is when you get hit with them. Mm-hmm. And um, – <laughs> So it, it works really well with the little kids. It's visual, you know, and and the what does it sound like? You know, then they'll tell me, oh, it sounds like someone crying. So they really get it, you know. Mm-hmm. They're really getting this, that throwing rocks is, is a good rule. No throwing rocks is a good rule to have. Mm-hmm.
1: That made me think a little bit about, um, I know for people who don't know nurtured heart um they that might be listening to this conversation could be wondering well there are so many different areas areas of special education different um different avenues different areas like the emotional disturbance classroom um and might be thinking well how would you i mean it seems so general how would you use nurtured heart in an ev classroom versus in a different area of special education. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on how you would explain that to someone who doesn't know
2: Nurtured Heart.
1: Can anybody share
2: any thoughts on that? I I would just say that it is used the same. Um, Mm -hmm. It it just may be more intensive because it's based... the, The great thing about Nurtured Heart is it's fluid. So it can be used with a child based on their needs. So, like, my own son needs a lot, of, a lot of the visual stuff or a lot of pats on the back or a lot of the physical affection. But those ED kids may need more of that constant verbal, the verbal affirmation piece, the recognizing. Like Dana was saying, it's the baby steps. Like, oh, you came to class today. Wow, we are so glad to see you. It's so, you're, you're such a great student for coming into the class. Um, with your walking feet, I mean it's simple. It's not. It doesn't have to be the you know winning the Nobel Peace Prize um, mm-hmm. for those kids, but they may need a lot more uh, in just quantity of of the approach in the beginning, um, and it, it just is all relational based. Those those students tend to need more safety in their classrooms and what Paula and Dana were describing about creating safety in their classrooms. I think it just creates an environment where they can flourish and there's more opportunities for more recognitions and it just kind of has a, a cyc- cyclic effect of, of working. Mm-hmm. I, and I think all students need relationships. I mean, yeah,
3: mm-hmm. relationship is so important for learning that general ed, special ed, whomever, it's just a way, just, it's just a vehicle for getting to that relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. And so many
0: so many of my students uh you know they come um to me every day with their uh pretty empty you know their little tanks are pretty empty emotionally, mm-hmm. and to have a really safe place where they're are caring adults that are are um, kind and loving and um but yet setting um, you know having clear Clear rules. I think you know. Clear procedures. We have a lot of procedures in my classroom, and it helps the kids a lot to know what mm-hmm. to expect, know what they're going to be, what's going to be happening, and um, and they know that they're 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 going to be um, recognized for all the things that they do. Instead of right, um, no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. No matter what Because there is always something good And there's always something going right And um, We sing the greatness song in my classroom We have little red (laughs) cakes And um, That's a huge part of of, um, Part of the classroom Is they love their red cakes And they love singing the song And we talk about the words in the song and, um, And How they can use those And show kindness And sharing and all the other
2: wonderful things in the song. And Tina mentioned, you know, that they continue being recognized even during the tricky situations. I I love how she keeps saying that.
0: You know, it's not during the
2: bad situations. It's just when things get a little tricky. And I think especially Mm -hmm. for students um, that have emotional concerns going on, that's what they're craving. They've had so much Mm -hmm. school failure in their lives that oftentimes it's easier to act out. It's easier to Mm -hmm. just know that people aren't going to give up on you. And so Nurtured Heart and a safety classroom like that is going to eliminate that anxious need. It's going to eliminate the need Mm -hmm. to act out because they know even during the tricky situations, they're going to be there the next minute, the next second, the next day. I'm not going to have to go somewhere else. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Absolutely. comes back again to creating that
3: sense of safety in the
1: classroom, a safe place for them. So, Paula, you had mentioned um, in your greatness song uh, something about red, did you say red tape?
0: are. we have red capes that we made, and they have a big G on the back, a yellow G on the back for greatness. And, um, I found a song on YouTube. I think they played it. Um, they played a little clip at one of the CTIs. And um, mm-hmm. we just, you know, it just gives us another opportunity to talk about those uh, those aspects of, of their greatness. And um, some of them never heard, you know, they're really, really young. They haven't heard some of the words. And, um, and they really like it. They like having... Um, empower. they like being empowered I guess, you know, mm-hmm. they feel like, they feel like, well, I'm a superhero yeah, I am kind yes, I am mm-hmm. responsible, I am you know, I, I can share, you know some of them have never had to share with anybody and, and learning to share is a huge thing and so uh, my kids learn uh, really well through music and there's um, there's body movements that also go with the song and um so it's, it's a huge impact. Hmm. I love that.
1: Music is such an important, important part of learning.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. On that note, do either of you have, or Veronica, have any um, other activities that you like to use in your, in your classroom with your students that um, help? He picked
3: nurture the hard, and helped them learn the approach. Anything uh, else that jumps out? Um, we did greatness finders, where they had um, kind of a recorded area where they had they told me about their greatness, and they had to give evidence of the greatness that they showed. And then we put them onto um, word art that, like, if they use self control more often, that word would grow bigger and bigger on the picture. Um, so just as a way to visually see throughout the year. Um, mm-hmm. How many qualities of greatness they had, and how they've grown from the beginning of the year.
2: I like that.
3: Um, um, I'm, I'm not working directly with
2: students anymore. I try and just, I try and what, wedding crash, <laughs> wedding crash preschool classrooms as much as I can <laughs> to get my nurtured card <laughs> out, um, because we we have preschool class classes that we operate in my county but what I've really been trying to do my goal this last year has been to focus on my special education staff and teachers um Mm -hmm. and providing the approach to them and having to and trying to utilize it in our evaluations with teachers um instead of always looking at what they could do better but focusing on all of the great things they're doing because special education teachers are angels in my mind and it's one of the toughest jobs I think that there can be, um, and so many special education teachers are leaving the field because of how difficult the job is. And right. um, so my, my goal this year is to treat my staff as I would treat any child that came into my classroom or my office and, um, show, you know, try and focus on all the little things they're doing, even if it's an email or um a card or a note or dropping in on their classroom and helping them with a lesson or what, what that can be. So that's kind of my focus right now. That's, that's great. I know, sure. yeah. right. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, think I would it, get the teachers. <laughs> yeah. And also the parents. I think, you know, I get a mm-hmm. lot of the angry phone call parents um, and sometimes it's just listening and, and really just, um, focusing on their grief, but not in the, the negative way, but recognizing mm-hmm. their grief and recognizing all of the things that they're doing to support their child and their child's teachers. So my work right now is kind of shifted to the adults, but I think it's just as important, um, if not more Absolutely. important, because um, adults also need this approach just as much as our kids do.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Well, and these adults are also working with, with the students in Dana's and Paula's classrooms, right? So yep, I mean, we have to, It starts from it's got to start somewhere, and it's absolutely wonderful when it can start on both ends of the spectrum. So we've got the teachers in the classroom working with the kids, and then we've got Veronica and people like you working with the parents and the special education workers. I mean, it's just it's like sandwiching those kids in between, right? <laughs> It's perfect. Mm-hmm. I love
0: right. that.
2: It's and, modeling you know parents, the approach,
0: right? And parents really um, just absolutely glow when you tell them on a regular basis all the wonderful things that their child is doing, because they're not used to hearing that. They're used to hearing, getting the phone call, or, or having the note in the, you know, in the book, or, or. Uh, mm-hmm. in a face-to-face hearing, you know, how horrible their child is. And so when they, they start relaxing after a few times, because their first re- response is, oh, what they do now? And then pretty soon they relax and they're, they get used to hearing the good things. Mm-hmm. And it makes a huge difference. And, you know, when I stopped um, doing those little reports home, the red, you know, red, yellow, I mean, or um, green note, or the happy face, the, you know, neutral face, or the frowny face. Um, parents were uncomfortable at first. How am I going to know how they're doing? And I said, you know, I'll let you know, but you're not. You probably won't hear from me. You know, anything negative, it's going to have to be something pretty heinous before I talk to you about a negative. And. It's, I'm going to talk to you about all the great stuff, and they they love it. They don't exactly. they don't dread yeah. coming to the door, yeah. you know, to pick up their child anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. Even when I do need to call about something that happened that wasn't was kind of not great, right, there's so many things that I can say that went absolutely. well even right. in that tricky situation. A- right. Oh, right,
0: right, absolutely. Um, you know, even if I have to tell a parent. You know, if they asked me, okay, well, you know, did he throw chairs today? Um, yes, there was a chair thrown. However, you know, the reset was marvelous. It was it was so powerful. His reset was so powerful. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it. then the parent walks away with, um, you know, relief again. That, okay, you know, a little, you know, some stuff happened, but in the long run, mm-hmm. there was, um, there was, you know, it was a learning experience, and there was a great reset.
2: That is so huge that the two of you are doing that as a parent. Now I'm talking from my parent perspective. Mm-hmm. That's all we want to hear are the things that they're doing well, and we mm-hmm. get kind of addicted to these behavior charts and the stoplight charts, uh-huh. and it becomes this innate competitive thing where it doesn't allow kids to make mistakes and instead of focusing on what they're doing that may not be so great as you both said you're focusing on how they handle the situation which is so much of a life skill it's how there's going to be tough things that happen in our lives forever and it's how we handle the situations that we should focus on to build kids and adults who are strong enough to handle them and so as a parent I thank you for that because the stoplight charts are like my arch nemesis as a, as a mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: absolutely. I hate those absolutely. stoplight charts. <laughs> I know. You know, I was really um, convicted using them after my first CTI. Um, I just went home and over the summer said, I can't do it anymore. I just can't do it.
2: it it's It's too painful
0: to do well, even the neutral
2: so face, like you, you said, said Paula the neutral face even hurts my heart I, oh, yeah. in my mind mm-hmm. my child is never neutral you know he oh, is right. I, I don't ever see him as ordinary or neutral I see him as extraordinary and so exactly. I, I appreciate you seeing every kid in your class as extraordinary no matter what the circumstances mm-hmm. are yeah it's
0: I, I just urge any in teacher listening to this to please, you know, consider doing away with that or or having a greatness wall, where you know you're you're just recognizing all the great things. So, mm-hmm. my daughter recently was um, subbing and the, uh, in a classroom that the teacher and said absolutely use my clip chart, and she was very uncomfortable with it, so she decided to turn it upside down. So they, she moved their, she had them move their clips up all day (laughs) for every great thing they did, for every wonderful, you know, everything she recognized. So all their clips were up. So I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, if you are in a situation where you have to use it, turn it upside down, you know, (laughs) make it, make it, you know, move them up, no down, move up, (laughs) you know up as, as absolutely as moving them up and, and and it did work she said they were excited and ecstatic that their that all their clips were up as high as they could go because you know and I just think it's just another way of looking at it
1: right
0: again focusing
1: on what they're doing well and it makes absolutely. them thrive right
3: absolutely right now on the back of my door I have, um, it says belief in your greatness, and I have have a bunch of leaves cut out, and I just, when I see something, I write down the recognition, and then the kids can hang it on their door. And the first day I had it up, I had a, a kiddo, and I said, here's, you know, I read it to him what it said, and I said, do you want to hang it up, or do you want me to? And he said, you can hang it up. So I did. And then later on that week, I said, I have something for you. He said, is it one of those belief things? I said, yep, it is. <laughs> and yeah, I read it to him, and then he, he chose to hang it up that day. And then the, the next day, he said, do you have anything for me for that? Do you have anything for me? <laughs> he was asking for one to hang up on the, on the door within four days. You know, he just, he's a kid that it's hard for him to hear those things about himself. but so he's been able to come around and,
2: and asking for it now. So, <sighs> Right. Owning it. He's, he's owning it now.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. It's instead of us doing, you know, instead of the other way where it's us doing something to them, you know, it's, it's right. They're getting it, you know, right. And, and it's just, it's such a relief and there's no persevering. My poor little guys perseverated all day long and would ask all day long. Do I have a happy face? Do I have a happy face? you you know, and Mm -hmm. there's just none of that anymore. It's it's just calm. Mm. It's just calm.
1: I love that. And that just was a perfect note for me to jump in. to end it on, on that note, because I feel like we kind of started this conversation talking about it being a calm, how the nurtured heart brings calm Mm -hmm. into the classroom, into the special ed classroom or general ed classroom, any classroom. Um, And um, it, it is about that time for me to wrap up this discussion, um, this very rich discussion. I really appreciate the three of you um, for enlightening me in the world of special education, because it is not it is not my world. I don't live in that world, and it was just such a great discussion. I really enjoyed listening to, to this, the three of you have this discussion, so I appreciate you guys for that. Um, I do have a, quick few, a few quick announcements to make, and then I do also want to hear some parting words from Dana and Paula and Veronica. Um, so I'd like to invite our listeners to join us for future Nurtured Heart Approach podcasts either by following us at Blog Talk Radio or at Children's com forward slash NHA hyphen podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by clicking the icon. If you're brand new to the approach, be sure to register for our free e-course, the three stands. This e-course is delivered to your email inbox over the course of two weeks. And um, the last chance for to it is the last chance your last chance to register for the foundations of the Nurture Heart Approach course. This is a six week interactive web based class. It is live and has live and recorded sessions every week during the course of the class. And you get to meet others from around the globe in the forum and in the live chats on Wednesday evenings. This is a great way to learn the, the Nurtured Heart approach if you're interested. Um, lastly, the Manchester UK CTI is October 2nd through 7th and is still accepting registrations. Don't miss out on this opportunity to become certified in the approach and be in historic Manchester for this last public training of the year. Um, Details for the foundation's course and the certification training intensive can be found under the training tab at thechildrensuccessfoundation.com. All NHA podcasts are recorded and archived for on-demand listening pleasure. Feel free to share the link to our channel here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash nurturedheartapproach. approach. Okay. So back to Dana and Paula and Veronica also. Do you guys have any last minute kind of parting words of wisdom for our listeners?
2: Um, I was going to say you heard two wonderful special ed teachers talk about how much they love their job, how much Mm. they've created safety in their classroom, how much they've created calmness in their classroom. And we didn't dwell on, How difficult the job was, or how intense kids Mm -hmm. are getting. They really talked about how much they love their job, and that just inspires me so much. I it makes me want to keep working in this field.
3: I love that. I I love that. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I just I would just like to encourage everybody to um, anybody listening to um, fearlessly recognize people in your life, whether they're to, you know, you're born or uh, 90 years old, I fearlessly recognize them for all
3: the things that are going right. Mm. And I would say as transformative and powerful as Nurture Heart is for us, it's so equally transformative and powerful for ourselves as professionals. Um, greatness is for everyone, and sometimes we forget to fill our own bucket. Um,
1: Absolutely. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That just inspired me to have another hour long conversation with the three of you. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for that. That was those parting words were just, they filled my heart and inspired me to go out in the world even more than I already do to Mm -hmm. spread nurtured heart and greatness and fill other people's buckets as well as my own. And I just appreciate you guys so much for this great conversation and um thank you so much. It was great talking to you and we will talk to you again.
3: Thank you. Thank, thank you Stephanie. so much.
1: Thank All you right. Steph, for having us. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Bye everybody.
0: Bye. 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 Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the nurtured heart approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person child or adult. How far would you go to get out of debt to your friends? Giza has a morbid way out involving her famous cupcakes. Watch this new musical live from Buenos Aires on September 8th. Presented with English subtitles only on BroadwayHD.com.